0: These are the daily lectionary comments for June the 13th, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 13, and uh, John chapter 14, beginning at verse 18. Okay, Proverbs chapter 13. This is a, just like yesterday, Proverbs chapter 10, and so also for the next uh, number of days, what we're going to be dealing with is a series of chapters that are collections of Proverbs, a whole bunch of little, short, proverbs and they all seem to be kind of just sort of thrown together there doesn't seem to be any uh general theme or 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 sort of development of the thinking it's just a whole bunch of pithy little statements that 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 are communicating certain truths about the way the world is uh or the way god is so uh i'm not going to try to take this chapter and try to impose upon it any sort of uh, order that really isn't there instead we're going to pick out a few proverbs and and talk about them and talk about ways of approaching proverbs one thing to note about proverbs like i've talked about before is that uh, many proverbs are giving sort of general principles about the way the world works remember that uh, sort of underlying all of this is wisdom being given that you'll take if you know what's good for yourself okay so so there's a way that the world is and you either understand the way the world is or you're liable to suffer harm because of that and many proverbs give you general principles about that also they will give you eternal principles about the way god is and and so we're going to take a look at some of those so for example uh well i should also say that some proverbs are in the uh sort of in the mode of you know if you do this or do do this and don't do that People who do this will be rewarded. People who do that will be punished. Other proverbs are are not really telling you to do anything. They're just making observations. And so I want to begin with uh, a proverb, which is really an observation. If you look at verse 7, it says, One pretends to be rich, yet has nothing. Another pretends to be poor, yet has great wealth. So this proverb is an observation. It's an observation that it's not so much the having of the wealth but but sort of the flaunting of it or the not flaunting of it that might be what you're really looking at also something very important in this proverb is noting that wealth is often not something that can be seen some kinds of wealth are not visible and some things that look like they're wealthy or or wealth aren't really so it's making a general observation about the nature of wealth that that's not just a matter of money, it's not just a matter of the size of your house. There are other things that go into that. Verse eight also provides uh, an an interesting observation about wealth. It says here, verse eight, the ransom of a man's life is his wealth, but a poor man hears no threat. So this is interesting because what this is saying is, uh, wealth has its liabilities. So it's not all good having wealth. Uh, Yes, wealth can pay a ransom, but wealth also might put you in a position where you have to pay a ransom on the other hand people who have nothing uh, aren't terribly threatened when somebody says i'm going to sue you so uh, you know if you don't have anything there's a certain liberty there's a certain freedom in in having nothing okay so those are some general principles uh, or some observations here's a general principle verse 11 uh, also about wealth wealth gained hastily will dwindle but whoever gathers little by little, um, will increase it. This is a general principle about the way the world works. It doesn't always work this way. This is not like an ironclad rule that if you get money quickly, it will dwindle. It may, it may not. In general, people who get money quickly lose money quickly. And in general, those who work hard to build up their wealth will build substantially more wealth. That's a general principle the way the world works. There are, of course, many exceptions to that. But look at verse 13, here is an eternal truth because it's not talking about generally how the world is, it's talking about the way things work with God. Verse 13 says, whoever despises the word brings destruction on himself, but he who reveres the commandment will be rewarded. First, a pet peeve, the word despise. The word despise does not mean hate with a burning hatred. really, really hate something. Despise means to hold in contempt or to think so just very little of something. It's not very important to you. So what it's saying is whoever despises the word, whoever just doesn't think God's word is worth their time and attention will bring destruction. People who simply don't know God's word and don't spend any time in it don't necessarily hate God's Word in the sense that they're hunting for Bibles to burn in fires, but they clearly despise it. They don't see it as something worth their time and energy. That will bring your destruction. On the other hand, if you revere the commandment, uh, the, the Word of God, then you will be rewarded. This is not a maybe, and sometimes this is, it will be this way because God himself is vouching for that. Now, one final comment I might make, that in reading Proverbs, many, many Proverbs, are little um, two-part sayings, uh, part A and part B. Sometimes it can be helpful just to read part A or just to read part B. They tend to mirror one another, but sometimes when you just look at one half of it, it actually gives you more than enough to think about and chew on. So, for example, uh, it says here in verse 15, good sense wins favor. Now, that's just half of the proverb, but... That is an excellent bit of wisdom. Here's another, verse 16. In everything, the prudent acts with knowledge. Prudence. Prudent means that when you act, you consider the potential consequences of what you do. You don't act rashly, but you think about what you're going to do. And so uh, this is telling telling us that the prudent one acts with knowledge of what might happen. Um, Verse 20. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise. So if you surround yourself with wise people, um, you tend to become wiser. Verse 21, disaster pursues sinners. Again, just half the parable, but it's telling you something. If you live a sinful life, sooner or later, disaster is going to uh, catch up with you. Verse 24 is a famous one. Whoever spares the rod hates his son. In other words, if you won't discipline your children, um, you are harming them. So if you really care about your child, uh, you will not let them grow up like a little weed. Okay, so that's enough for today, and tomorrow we'll take uh, the next collection of, of Proverbs there in chapter 14. John chapter 14, beginning at verse 18. It's the night before Jesus is to be crucified. He is about to leave his disciples. Their hearts are troubled. Here is the theme of this reading now. The theme is, I will not leave you as orphans. The fact of the matter is, even though Jesus is leaving his disciples and us in the ordinary sense of somebody being around, he is actually going to be much more involved in our lives than ever he was before. I'm not leaving you as orphans. First of all, he says, I will come to you. That's what it says uh, the second half of that sentence. After his resurrection, you'll see me again. But more important than that. Verse 21 says, those who keep my commandments, my words, okay, those who love me and keep my words, I will manifest myself to him and I will come to him. That's what Jesus says there. Not only that, but verse 23 says, if you keep my word, my father will love him also and we will come and make our home with him. So I will come to you and my father will come to you and we will make our home with you. On top of that, we have verse 26. In addition to the Father and the Son coming to us, the Holy Spirit will also come to us. He will come to us, and according to that verse, he will teach us all things and bring to remembrance to us all that we have said. The result of this is verse 27, peace, peace I leave with you. I want you to think about how important peace is in our worship service, in the divine service on Sunday morning, how often the word peace comes up it comes up first in the curie in peace let us pray to the lord and then right after that in the gloria glory to god in the highest and on earth peace to uh to his people the um uh it it comes up again in the agnus dei just before we get to the lord's supper lamb of god who takes away the sins of the world Grant us peace. The Pax Domini, right after the words of institution, the peace of the Lord be with you always. We, and then finally, we get to the end of the service and the benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you peace. From the beginning to the middle to the end, The peace of the Lord is given to God's people because Jesus says here in verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you.